Hello, Alpha Familia. This is Emiliano Gonzalez again for another episode with Cafecito con Alpha Dallas. For some of you guys who are new to the podcast, I am part of Deloitte's tax management consulting practice. In addition, the main purpose of this podcast series is to showcase the person behind the professional, to show you guys their habits, their backgrounds, and their personal stories. And with that, let me introduce you to today's guest speaker. Hey, thank you so much for coming to our podcast, Rodrigo. Um, I just want to ask you a quick question. Could you give us a brief snapshot of who Rodrigo Cruz is as a person and as a professional? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks for having me here, Emiliano. Um, well, um, first of all, uh, I am a, I am a father. I'm a husband. I am Mexican. Uh, I'm American now. <laughs> uh, after it's like the 2017, we got uh, we got our citizenship. Um, no, I'm sorry, 18. 2018, we got our citizenship here in the United States. Um, I am, uh, uh, I've been a solution architect for the past uh, 15 years, uh, working on implementation of a, a CRM solutions for corporations. Um, and I, basically just been dedicated my career to the implementation of technologies um, to support the different um, uh, the different challenges that businesses have uh, especially nowadays right with all the all the <clears throat> sorry all the disruptions that we have in the in the environment in the world uh, we got a pandemic now we have uh, we have issues with with uh, in in Eastern Europe, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Russia and Ukraine. So it's a uh, world is changing. It's changing really fast, and there is a lot of disruptions, and that creates uh, cascades uh, into all the everybody's lives and and the way you behave, the way you work, the way you shop, the way you do things for work, for outside of work, right? Everything is disrupted. So information technologies nowadays are becoming more and more relevant for uh, for businesses to be able to keep up with their customers, right? Definitely. Yeah, I mean, I, I also work in technology as well. Um, I can tell you that you're right, that uh, things change very fast and <laughs> Sometimes things don't work, and then when it works, it might not be the expected outcome that you want. So it's a little test and fail. And definitely, data now there has become to a point where it's not. Um, it's more like a need than a want for more businesses, especially yes. if you're like an international business, or um, even if you want to like start expanding it within your business, your career. Um, I would say that technology and information go head to head, and it's is a must in order to to survive nowadays in in uh, in this very technological world. And yeah. I know for a fact that, that you're from Mexico and uh, you started your career over there in Mexico. And so I kind of wanted to ask you how was the transition from working in in uh, Mexico and then now that you work in the United States, how the transition went? Um. Well, <clears throat> so here's the thing. Um, I actually came here because I was a, uh, I had a specialized on CRM technologies, right? Uh, back in the day, it was civil. So uh, when I came here, um, uh, first of all, I, 
I I got a I got into a situation uh, in Mexico that I just didn't feel right um, a, and decided to start looking looking elsewhere. And I knew that the the way the Mexican companies were working at the time they didn't um, they didn't meet some moral standards and that that I had that I believed they were core to who I was or who I am. And I decided it was like, I need to look something else, right? Um, so I went to, when I started looking, found found a, a few firms here in the States, um, got the process started, uh, interview, interview, interview. We finally got an offer. I took the offer, we came here. And, and yes, it was a big change. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, so, uh, I started a, a, with English classes a, when I was 13 years old. Um, I considered myself bilingual at the time when I came here. And when I came here, I struggled with the language, even though I, I have been um, I've been speaking English and uh, for the past, uh, what was it, uh, 14, 15 years when I came here. Um, but it was a big change. It was a, the language was the first barrier, right? It, the fact that I couldn't even figure it out how to, uh, it's like, I, I will go to a restaurant and I totally will blank out and, uh, had to ask for a fork. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, oh my God, how do you say tenedor? <laughs> <laughs> so things like that. Right. So it was, uh, I think that was a big challenge, uh, the second big challenge is that as soon as people will hear, I mean, first of all, people wouldn't think that I was Latino, that I was Mexican. Um, they will, once they hear my name, yes, okay, yeah, you 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 probably look a little bit more Latino now because of the name. Um, uh, but uh, I was in a weird situation. Um, when um, when people will think that will hear that I'm Mexican, and then will hear that I have a computer systems engineering degree with six years of experience on a, on a very specialized uh, a, a tool, and um, and then on top of that, my salary obviously was a little bit higher because I was a consultant. Uh, people will be like, whoa, it's like, what do you mean you make this much money? It's like, I don't even make that money. And I am a, 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 I am a gringo. <laughs> uh -huh. yes. So it, it, it was, it was a little bit of a challenge that a, in that, in that aspect. Um, so I think it was the, first of all, I didn't, I didn't feed with the with the Latino population, because once they say Latino, it's like, oh, you do you know this guy? He's the he's the maintenance guy. Is like, well, no, I don't know him, but uh -huh. I'm pretty sure he's cool. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, and he was. I mean, we made. Yeah, well, I'm sure. Like, he's a he's a very nice person, man. But you know, it's just like I don't. You know, he's not my coworker per se. He's yeah. not part of my team. Yeah, exactly. It's like, man, but I will. I wouldn't have any uh, any Latinos working with me until wow uh until like four years here uh that i would that i met the first latino uh working on on uh on the same company he got hired 
at the company that I was working at the time. And it was now a three of us. Uh, a, well, it was three of us because the owner of the company was a, from Chile, but a, he actually um, he actually migrated a long, long time ago, right? So he had been here already for like 30 years or something. So it wasn't, mm, gotcha. it wasn't like that. Like you grew like up in you grew was, up in Chile and then he, yeah. he came so here. He, like... he grew up in Chile. He spent his childhood there. But after I think when he was a teenager, that's when he migrated here. Uh, it's a little bit different, right? Uh, than than coming as a as a already working professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I can I can speak to that that in the teams that I've been in in, uh, in my short, you know, career, <laughs> I can tell you that def- definitely it's it's a minority, right? The Latino population is is changing slowly and yeah. every now and then you start bringing up more people from like mexico or like venezuela Salvador. but it's, it's definitely a minority like yeah. you can you can you can you can test that you go to corporate america i think nothing nothing wrong against that you know the good thing is changing slowly you know yeah. ch- changes are not easy but you know one step at a time but uh, and, but it's happening now right yeah but it's happening yeah it's, it's, right, it's, so. it's a good thing that uh <laughs> that you know organizations like alpha are helping out uh, young professionals and students we like um you know career advice with resume yeah. with workshops it's a good thing that we're helping out little by little and so i also kind of want to ask you now that you bring in mexico and the united states and the, the language barriers um what are your thoughts on on like failures and setbacks you think I was like learning lessons in the workforce, but you would say like, you know, avoid them at all costs. What do you think like, you know what, failure is going to happen? You know, just like acknowledge that, take that as a lesson and move forward. Yeah. What would you say your thoughts on it? So just being on the technology world, right? Uh, we have to move fast, really fast, mm-hmm. especially nowadays. Uh 10 years ago, yes, you could give the luxury of like test and test and test and test. And then after that, you do more testing. And after that, test again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then finally, once everybody everybody gets the, their their uh, security blanket with testing, they're like, okay, yes, now, now we can go into production. Nowadays, you can you, you don't have the luxury of that, the, the luxury of time. So... It, regardless of the of if you're going into production or you are just uh, trying to develop something very small that is going to be a POC uh, just to show something it, it, the 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 failure the the, the errors are going to be there right and and I think as a, as professionals, uh, especially if you're working on 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 a, on a sector that has a, like they need to move at lightning fast speed, um, you have to be comfortable with that. You have to be. We are just going to take a quick pause to say thank you to our sponsor, Bank of America. At Bank of America, they are committed to investing in our Hispanic Latino communities by being a great place to work for their employees, supporting their clients, and being proactive in the neighborhoods where they live and work. Visit careers.bankofamerica.com to explore career opportunities with Bank of America. With failure, you have to be comfortable with that. In fact, the 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 agile mantra is uh, a, a fail fast, fail often, and deliver a, the next the next thing. Right? It doesn't matter if it has errors, but show progress. Right? That's a, that's uh-huh. a key thing. 
is just keep showing progress, keep showing that something can be done, even though there is going to be some some issues here and there. So um, I uh, I don't look for a perfection on my team, right? I tell my team, if something is broken, uh, if you found an error, that's totally fine, right? I don't I don't care who made it. I don't care who who uh, who coded that incorrectly. The important thing is that we need to fix it, right? Mm-hmm. So we found the issue. Okay, great. Let's make sure that everybody's aware of that. And let's uh, and what is the what is the plan? What is the what is the 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 resolution for that issue? Uh, what are the options? What are the possibilities? Timelines, right? Then uh, at the end of the day, uh, you you cannot hide uh, mistakes for forever, right? Um, Mm-hmm. So uh, uh, you have to feel comfortable with failure. You have to be comfortable with failure so you can keep trying and trying and trying until you make it happen. Um, so it, it's also part of the uh, 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 part of the entrepreneurship mantra, right? Like you need to just fake it until you make it. <laughs> mm, definitely. So yeah, and definitely. that fake then that, that faking. Uh, well, sometimes you can make the news for faking it too much. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. Tell me about <laughs> like it. Like this, uh, I can't remember the name of this lady that had uh, that, yeah, that um, thing. And, the, and the, she, the fake, she the fake laughs, yes. Uh, the, the, the meta book, really famous book about that situation. Yeah. Uh, Bad blood, I think. Like that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, she's on trial, something like that. But yeah, that was definitely, you know, a little too much on the, on the yeah, fake it. Yeah, she, she faked it yeah. too much. <laughs> yeah, she faked it way a little too much. On, on another regard that like, you bring in uh, specialized skills, uh, technology, you know, and then you have several years of experience. Would you say that in as a young professional, was a recent college student, would you tell them, you know what, why don't you learn many, many skills and then be like a jack of all trades? Or would you say, you know, I think this technology is going to be really relevant in the future? Specializing that thing, like become the LeBron James of that, you know, particular skill. What would you advise would be to a recent college graduate? Look, um, so that is um, that is an interesting question because uh, technology is so vast right now, so uh, expanded, right? That is um, that even if you tell somebody, hey, you go and specialize on this tool. That tool internally is divided by many different areas that will require expertise on those areas, right? So even though, for example, you can say like I, I work in Salesforce implementations so primarily, right? That is my that is my specialty solution uh, solutioning for Salesforce implementations. Now, inside of Salesforce, you have uh, you have many different clouds. You have many different um, areas of expertise so you can be an expert in uh, in sales cloud and have no clue what omnichannel means and uh, or you can be an expert in service cloud but you have no clue how to uh create a lightning web component with code right mm-hmm. so there is many different things inside of salesforce that even do you can say like oh you you uh, you, you want to be a, a you want to specialize in salesforce 
But at the same time, instead of Salesforce, there is so many specializations, right? Mm-hmm. That it, 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 it will become a challenge for that. So in that, from that regard, I think it, it, I, I will say if you're a young professional, um, somebody that is about to graduate, technology is definitely something that you have to, you have to at least have the, uh, the basic skills, right? Regardless if you're actually going to a technology a, a consulting firm or or you're a, a software engineer and and you wanna you wanna build software or you are a financial major or you have a marketing major, technology is everywhere. Every company, every place that you will go to is going to have a technology technologies there that help the business drive. Uh, expansion and revenue and all that right so um the the more you realize that the easier is going to be when you go and say like and and then they put you in front of the computers like okay you need to use this system to track all the uh, all the issues that we're having on this because now you're in charge of re-engineering of whatever whatever process it is right um so if you're going to be using uh, PM, uh, PMO tools, uh, Agile tools, right? Uh, Excel, Word, <laughs> PowerPoint, you will use all those. Um, so at the end of the day, those are technologies, right? So you, you, the computer itself is another technology. So you, you just need to be comfortable with the technology and around the technology. Um, but if you're talking about a specific tool, it's like, oh, you want to, like Salesforce is, is it's in, um, in um, very steep uh, rise. It, it, do, it doesn't have signs of stopping. Um, Microsoft has been invested uh, investing a lot of money on um, on development and developing new technologies and mm-hmm. enhancing their existing technologies. And they are also increasing their their footprint. Uh, they are hiring so. In, in the technology companies right now, they are just uh, living the, um, I, I was going to say living the dream, but uh, sometimes it's a nightmare when you don't have the resources, when you have an yes, idea that you want to you want to build something and you don't have enough people, right? So, and here's another thing, like, uh, this, is, this is where we come uh, into the picture, right? Like these companies, these firms have needs and we have students, we have young professionals that, also one new opportunities, new jobs. So that's where we come in as, as alpha and right? we can we can link them together. Uh, but uh, uh, at the end of the day, I think there is a, there is a still a, a, a big uh, disconnect on on alpha. There is a there is still people that believe that alpha it's only for uh, finance and accounting professionals, but mm-hmm. it's no longer right. It's no longer that that that's no longer the case. So the the uh, even even internally, uh, uh, people were asking me about about that. I'm like, no, the alpha now it's catering to every single Latino professional or student, right? It doesn't have to be uh, aligned to a specific major or a specific specialty. Like if they are if they are uh, Latinos, they they should come. Uh, they should come and and, uh, and be part of alpha. Definitely yes. I'll say one. Well, I mean, a um, quick example, right? That uh, I, I studied accounting, but I was very interested in technology and Python and SQL and um, 
all those interesting factors. And I I approached with the folks within Alpha and and I well, you know what, I study accounting, but I also want to do technology. And they were like, okay, just hold on a second, man. We got you, man. We're just gonna connect you with a person mm-hmm. and then no mass. And then and then like here, you know, I really like working with technology. And and the thing about talking about technology is like what I like about it is that it's never the same. Like every every single day I go to work and I honestly don't know what's gonna happen. Like many things happen. <clears throat> you test, you it works. Sometimes you test and it fails. And mm-hmm. and so that's 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 the thing. I, I'm not into going to work and you know what's gonna be the same thing that we did on Monday, the same thing is gonna be on Tuesday, same thing is Wednesday. I'd rather be in a place where it's always constant challenges and it's always mm-hmm. a variety of things to do. And so I I know many of our listeners are you know young professionals or students, uh, seniors, juniors, how to graduate. So I kind of want to ask you, now that you have, you know, over 20 years of experience working in, uh, well, I mean, in Mexico as well as the United States, what would be the best advice that you give, you know, a young professional or a college student? Um, so one thing that I, that I, um, that I realized, I didn't realize later in my career, I realized that like a, a month after I left this, I graduated when I was thinking like, hey, I'm done with school, no more books, no more nothing. And all of a sudden I got a job and then uh, they're like, oh, here are the manuals for the database that you're going to be supporting. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <Another book. laughs> there you go, man. I've had it. So I think the, I think the, the, the critical piece here is going to be Keep learning, right? Uh, keep learning. There is always new things, and and uh, and maybe if you have an idea, right, uh, give it a try. There are there are many different ways nowadays. For example, think about this: you have an idea of a product, right, and you don't see that in the market. There is a little problem out there. You don't see that in the in the in the in the market. There is. Now today you have 3D printers to create a prototype of that little thing that you think is going to help you solve a certain certain issue, right? Um, there is technologies that can help you uh, create a very quick app uh, and test it. And so, like, there is so many ways nowadays to even even if you think about it, the and you have that little that little um, entrepreneurship uh, spark mm-hmm. uh, that you can also do that, right? So it's not just about corporate jobs, but uh, it's also about uh, you want to you wanna build things, you want to do your own thing. There is, there is so many opportunities out there. So I will say uh, if uh, it is much easier, if you want to do a, one, one, uh, like a few things on your own when you're younger, then when you're older like me, definitely yes. <laughs> when you have a family and you need to feed them, <laughs> so yes. I, I think it, I think it's all about it's all about that. A, enjoy a, enjoy the challenges, enjoy learning, uh, a, and 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 start with that. Right um, when you um, when you go to work uh, and you had a really rough day, think about the things you learned. 
right? Think about the things that you can take away from that experience that are going to help you in the future. Um, because everybody has a bad day. Everybody has a bad week. Everybody has a bad month. Everybody has a bad client, a, a, a bad project, right? So think about that. Maybe maybe the lesson is I will never work for those guys again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a fair lesson, right? Definitely. But now you know. <laughs> so somebody asks you, like, hey, when I come here to my project, who's the client? Like that so-and-so? Like, no. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Won't yes. do that again. <laughs> mm-hmm. I learned my lesson. So that's the, I think that is that is going to be uh, uh, my advice. Uh, and and try things, right? Um, he, he, there are there are many uh, specialties nowadays that pay really well. Um, give it a try if you want to. Uh, if you want to try other things that don't pay that well as well, right? It's just uh, think about think about uh, trying a few things. Uh, and this this is, for example, this is actually a something great instead of a consultant firm, right? I have a, when I get new analysts, they, uh, I ask them, like, so what do you want to do? What do you like, right? Uh, what would you like to do? Uh, mm-hmm. Do you like Excel? Do you like PowerPoint? What do you like? What do, what do you like? What tools do you like? What do you want to learn, right? Uh, because that way I can, I can uh, help them get into those things, try them, so it's like okay after after a couple of months like you're you still enjoying that do you want to try something else because at the end of the day that's a that's the time for you to try things right once you start getting uh in um you know different levels you're expected to have certain expertise and skills and all that so you're not uh, you're not allowed too much to try new things, you know. Definitely, yes. Uh, you're like, okay, we're paying you, all, we're paying a lot of money for you, so you're the expert. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, when when you're when you're an analyst, when you're a senior analyst, you you have the opportunity to to try new technologies, new industries, new areas of expertise, and until you find the one that you like it, that you like the most. And I had people that. They found the area. It was actually outside of Accenture, and they loved the firm because they they did that. So they found their the area where they were really happy, and it was like, okay, just go for it. Definitely. Well, Rodrigo, I have to say that it has been an amazing conversation, and I think this uh, this podcast will be helpful for for our listeners. And with that, I just want to conclude this interview. Thank you, Rodrigo. And before you, we Anna, conclude today's episode. Me. We want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Ally, JP Morgan Chase & Company, Bank of America, Goldman Sachs, Liberty Mutual, Alex Partners, Accenture, Boeing, Allstate, and Stream Realty Partners. 